Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Folks, because we want to continue to see God's activity and life transformation, like we heard this morning in the testimonies and all that God has done, because we want to continue to see breakthrough happen in the lives of people and in our community, today we are going to start a new message series called, believe it or not, Breakthrough. We're going to start this message series called Breakthrough, and the tagline for the series is Avoiding What's Simply Permissible and Living Free. And I want to be really upfront with you as we start this morning and we start this series is that this series is going to challenge us a little bit over the next several weeks. And it could be considered a little bit weird as we were in some meetings. People are like, do we really want to start the series on the celebration day? And I know it can be a little bit weird because it's going to be a little hard hitting. And when we're going to take a look at what is known as the seven deadly sins which if you don't know what those are, it's wrath and anger, greed, laziness, lust, envy, gluttony, and pride. It's a fun list, isn't it? Right? But, but, but this is what I, as I considered that, and I, I almost changed the topic for today, but then I started thinking about what our vision is for the year. And if you remember back when I shared that with you in January, I'm even getting chills even talking about this right now. And so I think it's confirmation from the Spirit is that when I look at our vision of seek and find this year, that our our, our vision is to seek and find, and, and part of that is to seek and find increased spiritual health, I felt like God said, don't take your foot off the gas, Matt. Because, folks, we need to not really ever coast in our spiritual lives, but specifically when we're looking at moving forward into all that God has for us, let's not take our foot off the gas and let's continue to see breakthrough. Let's continue to see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And I don't know about you, I want that more in my life, I want that more in your life. And so uh, it's going to be a little hard-hitting. I know it's going to be kind of a herky-jerky transition, but I think God wants us to do something this morning, and hopefully we can all walk away from here with some spiritual breakthrough in the midst of this morning. Now, I'll be upfront with you. I told you that's the seven deadly sins, but we're actually going to only do six of the seven because if you remember a previous series uh, in the last couple months, we actually covered lust uh, in, pre- in pretty good depth, and so we won't be doing that one, but we'll be doing all the other six in this series. And so as we jump in today, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 4. That's where we're going to land today. Remember, we are live on the YouVersion Bible app, so if you want to open that app, search for uh, the events section, live events, search Cornerstone Vineyard Church in there, and you'll find all the scriptures, points, and all that stuff in there, okay? So to get us started on our topic this morning, I actually have an opening illustration, all right? And uh, for that illustration, I actually have a balloon here with me this morning. And what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to actually blow this balloon up as far as I possibly can, get as much air in the balloon, hopefully without popping it. All right, so let's see how this goes. Ready? Here we go. getting tighter. All right, here we go. Oh, that's, that's hard. All right. All right. It's getting pretty tight now. It's getting very, very tight now. All right. Now, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a distraction, so I've got to let it go. So we're going to take five seconds and just do that. Okay. Oh, it's still going. All right. Now it just flew all the way back there. All right. Great. 
So here is why I start with that this morning, to ask this question, okay? Uh, how many of you that while I was blowing that up, the first couple times was probably fine, but then as it started to get to the very end and that little like, knob started coming out the, uh, the one end, right? You started to kind of squint your eyes, kind of lean back, and you were thinking, oh no, it's going to blow, right? I'm sure that many of you were like that. Uh, I, stacked, I could feel the pressure in the balloon, and so I was starting to kind of lean back and do all that too and all of that. So... Take that thought and that image, okay, as we start this morning, and to ask this question. Have you ever felt that way in the presence of a person? Have you ever felt that way in the presence of a person? Right, like, oh, uh, they're going to blow, they're going to blow, it's going to get, it's going to be bad, right? I'm sure that you've probably had that experience, I've had that experience. Um, Maybe even a, a more challenging question is, have you ever been that person? Have you ever been that person? I know for me, I, uh, and many of you know, like this is uh, something that sometimes I can do, uh, deal with. Um, and so uh, I've been that person. Actually, a few months ago, I was thinking back this week to, um, I can't even remember exactly what was happening uh, that day, but something happened. And, and my daughter, Abigail, she's our middle, middle daughter. She just turned 13 this week. It's crazy. I have no idea how I got a 13-year-old. Uh, but I, Abby, something happened, and, and, and I just offloaded on Abby. And to the point where I physically saw Abby cringe and lean back at me. And my thought was afterwards, and we cleared it all up, and I apologized for that. But I realized, man, that can't be good. Have you ever experienced that in your life? Have you ever been there? Like, have you, has your uh, spouse, uh, did your spouse regularly cringe around you? Do employees at work seem to be on their edge when they, when they're with you at work? Do your friends have timid and they're timid in their conversation with you because they're not quite sure how you're going to react? I want to submit something to you this morning, folks, is that people cringing is a problem. It's a problem. It was a problem for me when I saw Abigail do that with my interaction with her. It says in Ecclesiastes 7, 9, it says, Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. And so you may uh, already be guessing that uh, the the deadly sin that we're going to talk about today is uh, wrath, significant anger. And the idea we're going to talk about today is, folks, in the kingdom of God, if you're a follower of Jesus, now if you're, if you're exploring Jesus, we're so glad you're with us, keep exploring Jesus. But if you're tuning in this morning and you're a follower, a follower of Jesus, a, a ready-to-blow follower of Christ is not good. It's not good. It says in Romans 17, uh, 14, 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of, here it is, of righteousness, and then I underline this, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not wrath and anger, peace and joy. And then Galatians 5, many of you are probably familiar with this, these verses here. In verses 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Notice that terror is not on the list. And so our text today that we're going to look at will give us, I think, some good things to think about. And essentially what we're going to really talk about and know that have, let it challenge us today is to, to a life lived with, without rage, without wrath, without anger, rage and wrath-free living. Wouldn't that be nice? And so again, it comes from uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to kind of jump around just a little bit, so hang with me as best as you can. Okay, we're going to start in verse 22. It says this is, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, 
and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Skip to verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. And then verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, then it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So the title of our talk today is Wrath it's better to be nice because it's better to be nice. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to dig deep and explore uh, a couple of keys to rage-free, wrath-free living, which I'm going to be upfront with you. I already mentioned this a little bit, but um, again, some of you already know this about me, but this is a topic that I, as your pastor, um, I struggle with. I'm not going to be up here this morning and say that I got this all figured out, um, I can blow up. I can have a short fuse. It's actually something I've dealt with my entire life. Um, and to be really truly transparent and honest with you, that I actually dealt with just this past Sunday when I was hanging up these uh, floating shelves that you're going to see on this, on this screen for my wife. How many of you know uh, floating shelves are not fun to put up, right? And so even, even then, I, I kind of had a, a, a little, we got them up, right? But there was some tension inside of me while I was putting up these shelves, it wasn't too much of a blow up, but here is for me, for, for Matt Porman, I unfortunately find wrath and anger familiar. I find it easy to slide into. Now, I, I've made some great progress with, with Jesus in my life over this over the last couple of years, but um, I want you to know right up front that I am not teaching this lesson uh, to you uh, and for you. Uh, I'm teaching it just to me and for me as well this morning, and I think that's super important for, to understand. And so we're going to explore a couple of keys to this rage-free, wrath-free living. But before we look at those things, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you a couple things to think about this morning, okay? So let's pray. God, Father, we're just grateful that we can be together again. Um, God, even though we're scattered all over the, the, the area right now in the region, God, that we can be together and to worship you. Father, we um, just want to show our love for you this morning. And ultimately now, as we uh, look into this idea of rage-free, wrath-free living, God, I pray that you would do something supernatural inside of us, God, that we would not be able to do on our own. God, that something maybe we didn't have this morning, that you were going to make our hearts, our minds, our souls supernaturally sticky, and we would be more like Jesus in this regard in our lives. Do something supernatural among us, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we have one main point this morning, but it has a couple different avenues, and so uh, I'm going to give that to you right now. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Point this morning is living free of wrath and anger takes, ready, constructing hefty guardrails. That picture, that that guy's, that's a hefty guardrail, right? So if we want to be free of wrath and anger, it's constructing hefty guardrails. Guardrails, and here's what I mean by that. As I studied this text this week, uh, I, I, th- I was studying this idea that um, there are a couple of key equipping statements in this text that, if we can actually take them to heart and actually implement them in a, in our lives, put up these guardrails, if you will, in our interactions with other people, freedom from wrath and anger is much more possible. And so I want to share those with you. Uh, there's a list of them, and I will put them up on the screen, and then I'm going to unpack them for you. Okay? So here are the three that we're going to talk about. Right? Is a filter a timestamp, and short lists. 
a filter, a timestamp, and shortlist. Now, that doesn't mean much to you because you have no idea what was in my head when I put those down. So I want to unpack each one of those for you this morning. Okay, so the first one is this, is a filter, right? Is a filter. It says back in our uh, text in verse 29, it says, Do not let un- any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. And then I underline this, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. How many of you know that if we would actually do that and only talk about things that are benefit to people and lifting each other up, that we would engage ra- wrath and anger way less? Way less. I know I would. I know I would. Uh, I was cu- I'm curious, is there anyone out there that you're like me and you say stupid things when you're angry? That's me, man. Absolutely. Like, have you ever fueled wrath and anger by mental and verbal gasoline, right? You're like, just pour it on, right? Man, oftentimes I can just say things I regret later. I'm sure there's probably some of you out there as well. See, folks, what we speak is pretty darn powerful. Pretty darn powerful. There's actually, uh, in the book of James, there's an entire section of Scripture that talks about how powerful. It says in James chapter 3, 5, and 6, it says, The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a forest is, uh, great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. And then I underline this, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. That, that's some power. It sets the whole course of one's life. That's pretty big. See, what we say really does truly matter. And actually, that's not the only biblical example of the tongue being a fire starter, being a, a wrath starter, or, or a rage starter, or an anger starter. It actually says in Proverbs 26, 20, it says, without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel actually dials down. And as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. You see, when we keep our mouth shut, using this, is it going to be helpful? Is this going to be beneficial filter? put up that hefty guardrail in our lives, a fire may never even start. Or even if it is starting, we might actually be able to douse the flames and, and, and just help kind of put it out. It's like this, uh, you know, that the, the scripture actually mentions charcoal, right? Charcoal here. It's like uh, spreading out charcoal on, uh, on a grill. So I actually have a grill with me here this morning, all right? And if you know anything about charcoal grills, right, um, and uh, we can kind of zero in on this just a little bit, but when you, when you get a, uh, a charcoal grill going, to get it going, you got to have everything kind of all piled up in one area, so then it'll light, so then, it'll, you, then you'll get a good burn going, right? You'll get a good burn going. Um, but, if you, but if you spread out all of these coals, like just kind of really spread them all out, and then you try to light this, what's going to happen is um, you're not going to get a whole lot of heat, right? What's going to happen is you're going to have pretty raw hamburgers, Right? The reality is, is you might catch this on corner, but, but the reality is it's not going to spread and you're not going to have a whole lot of even heat in the midst of it. And so here was my thought with this idea of wrath and anger, folks. Is sometimes, you know what, we just need to put this guardrail up of what's beneficial and it's like spreading out the coals. We're not going to get a whole lot of heat. I hope that makes sense to you. And, uh, and so I think it makes sense to me. So you see, the reality is, is this guardrail, it helps us find freedom from wrath and anger, just like those coals, right? It actually says in Proverbs 10, 19, it says, where, I love this scripture. It says, where words are many, sin is not absent. Where, 
That is a phenomenal verse to understand in our lives, folks. Where words are many, sin is not absent. That is true in so many areas of our life. But when we're talking about wrath and anger, folks, we sometimes just need to shut up. I need to just not say anything because it's not going to be beneficial. It's not going to be helpful. So that's the first guardrail is a filter. Second guardrail is a timestamp. Is a timestamp. I get this from the text in verse 26. It says, in your anger, do not sin. And then underline this here, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Essentially, this is saying, deal with it now. Be committed to a timestamp of working through what needs to be worked through when it needs to be worked through. Sooner than later, right? Put up a, a hefty guardrail on time. Now, as straightforward as that may seem, because probably some of you are familiar with this scripture and all that, when I was working on this text uh, and this message this week, I, was, uh, I think something really kind of came alive for me this week. And um, I've read this text so many times in my life, but, but, I, but I started to think about what this literally is saying in this part of the text. And what I mean by that is the text actually says, literally, do not let the sun go down, right? So if we get into an argument before lunch with our boss, right, or we get into an, a spat with our sister or our spouse at the, at the breakfast table, if we look at this literally, it says, get it resolved before the sun goes down, right? Which right now is like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night, so yay, way for summer, all right? But like in the wintertime around here in Indiana, right, that's 5.30 p.m., Right? Or 5 p.m., sometimes 4.30 p.m., right? So if we take this literally, right, before the sun goes down, this is suggesting more of even a timely response than probably what I've actually considered this in the past. Because I always thought, okay, just don't go to bed. If there's an issue, make sure you resolve it before you go to sleep and all that kind of stuff, right? But I think this is suggesting really, right, to, to literally even before the sun goes down, do it now. Do it now. Essentially, rip off the Band-Aid quickly, right, rather than slowly. Now, I know you probably do, but, but do you really understand that analogy of ripping the Band-Aid off? Do you, do you really get that, right? Now, if you have hairy arms and legs like me, like, ripping a Band-Aid off slowly is like torture, okay? Uh, now, some of you ladies, you guys don't have hair on your legs and all that kind of stuff, so you don't get this, right? But it's like literally like torture, right? All those kind of things. And, and, and because when we, when we rip it off slowly, it's, it's kind of ripping and things, all that stuff. But if we rip it off fast, right, it's, yes, it's going to be painful, but it's not as painful and is not as long in the pain. And, and see, the same is true here when we're talking about wrath and anger. The longer we wait, the more it will hurt overall and, and just, in, in, in just in length. And so often when we wait, wrath and anger get worse. And of course, we know why this is, right? We know that. It says back in the text, right? Uh, it says, in our anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not, let, do not give the devil a foothold. Folks, we just talked about this just the last couple weeks, right? Scripture warns us that wrath and anger, holding on to that, gives the devil a place to hang on. He can cling to us and, and if, we're, if we're willing to not put up this guardrail of time. We give him we give them footholds. And so here's a thought that I had this week. Maybe the reason we get so cranky and we're so irritable and we fall into wrath and anger, Matt falls into wrath and anger, is because we have evil attachments that are dragging us down. You ever thought about that? That's an interesting thought. Look, the level at which we walk through life, either weighted or free from wrath and anger, is going to depend on whether we are committed to pressing into making sure we don't let the sun go down on our anger. If, 
and implement a hefty guardrail on time. It's, it's, it's essential. It is essential. And so that's the second thing. Second guardrail is a timestamp. Last thing, third guardrail is short lists. Short list. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, be committed to more easily and regularly let things go, folks. Let it go, let it go. I know some of you are like, really, Matt, come on, right? But let it go, forgive, not keep a compiled list of grievances. That's where the short list thing comes from against people. Let that be your guardrail, my guardrail. It says back in the text, as the section closes here, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. You. Me. See, a great, a great key to sidestepping wrath and anger, what I found in my life when I'm actually on my game and I can do it, is remembering how God forgave me. Us. You see, at, at the foundation of wrath and anger, we, we ask this statement. It's essentially us saying, you know what? In this situation, in this circumstance, I deserve better than what I'm getting, and so I'm going to be angry. I'm going to have wrath. I'm going to be frustrated. And so for us, we might say, I deserve to not to wait in this fast food line this long, right? In traffic, I deserve to not be cut off. At work, like, I deserve that office. I deserve that, that promotion. I deserve that break. You know, at home, I deserve quiet whenever I need it, and which is kind of hard right in quarantine, right? But can I just be very clear with you and clear up something and what we really deserve in this life, folks? This is a great spiritual truth to understand. It says in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's all of us. That's you, me. That's everyone listening. And then in chapter 6 of Romans, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Can I be really clear with you? You know what we deserve? We deserve death in this life. That's what we deserve. I think we often overestimate what, what you and I, we deserve in this life. And it affects, folks, what it does. It affects our ability to have freedom, freedom from wrath and anger. I know it does in my life because I think I deserve more than what I'm getting when really I don't deserve any of that. This week in my Bible time, I, am, I was reading through the book of Jonah. And uh, yes, it's the Jonah you're thinking of, right? The guy with the big fish, he gets swallowed, all the kind of stuff gets vomited up on land, all that, that whole story that some of you probably are familiar with. And so I, I've been trying to read back through some, some of the Old Testament a little bit. And, and I don't know if I just didn't put two and two together in the midst of this, or maybe the big fish part of the story kind of overshadowed this or whatever. Um, but in chapter four, God actually, this is so incredible. And I was like, God, you're so good. He gave me this, this part of the, uh, of, the, of the message today. Is that two times in, the ch in chapter four, God asks Jonah if he, because he's really frustrated and angry, uh, if he feels justified in his anger. I don't know if you've ever caught that part of the story of Jonah. Once because God is actually having compassion and forgiving the people of Nineveh and, and Jonah doesn't think that he should do that, right? And then um, and the second time, because this is, which is a little bit, I think uh, Jonah's a little dramatic because there was a vine that grew over his house and it, it withered and it died off and so the sun was gonna hit him and he was mad. He's being a little dramatic, all right? And, and so, so God asks him two times, like, do you feel justified in your anger? And you know what he says? You know what he says in this text? He actually says both times, yeah, I am. I think he was mistaken in what he deserved. It says in Jonah chapter four, nine and 10, it says, but God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? This is when he's whining about the vine dying, right? And listen to what he says. He says, it is. And I am so angry, I wish I were dead. 
Folks, that was like a like beacon to me this week going, because then I was like, my first thought was, oh, Jonah, come on, you're just being dramatic. But then I thought, Matt, how many times do you do that? Get all bent out of shape, unglued because of what this, this, that, and whatever. That really, it's just a simple little vine. I don't know about you, but I could use this guardrail more in my life. Because when the next thing happens in my life, because something's going to happen, right? The kids are fighting all day. You know, Lee and I get a, a disagreement about something. Maybe, maybe there's a long line at Starbucks and I start to come unglued. I could use this guardrail to remember, ah, oh, that's right. God forgave me. Because he forgave me, I can deal with a lot. I don't deserve that. This, this, like, God did not have to save me. He didn't have to save you, but he did. I think it's an important guardrail to have short lists, folks. Short, short lists. So our three things, they living free, a wrath and anger takes constructing hefty guardrails. That's a, a filter, a timestamp, and short list. Folks, I think if we can practically put these things into place and utilize them, more freedom from wrath and anger will most definitely come our way. And then bonus, by the way, that it'll come to people around us as well, our family, our friends, our coworkers, all of that which I'm sure they're going to really want some of that in their life. So I think there's some really good things to consider in there today. Not just for you, but for me. So to close this morning, as we've been doing each week, we're going to have a time of of prayer this morning. And um, I'm going to include myself in this prayer this morning, because again, this is something that Um, the enemy can poke at Matt Porman in regards to wrath and anger. And so I want more of this. And so here's what the the prayer is gonna be this morning. Um, If you can often find yourself being the balloon, you're about ready to pop, you're gonna blow. You find wrath and anger like me, familiar and easy to slide into. And it's time for you to have a breakthrough. You want a breakthrough. I I want a continued breakthrough with wrath and anger in my life. And I wanna pray for you this morning. Um, that this guardrails that we talked about today would be easy for you to construct in your life and you would see transformation in your life. So here's, if that's you, again, I'm gonna include myself in this prayer. Just raise your hand in your living room. If you're with people, you're doing a watch party, things like that, just lay your hand on those people that are gonna raise their hand. Don't be shy, raise your hand, because really, if this is you, um, you could benefit greatly if you literally get God in the midst of this situation and this, this sinful behavior that is easy for you to get into. So let's, let's, uh, let's pray. If that's you, just raise your hand and we're gonna pray. So God, we uh, come to you this morning, include myself in this prayer, Lord. We cry out to you, Lord Jesus, for help. When it comes to, God, our reactions and interactions with other people around us and circumstances and situations, God, would you, God, with you, we desire, because our hands are raised, to say, yes, God, I want to be better at this. I want to break through, God. And, and we need you to come and do a mighty work in us because on our own, we're going to mess it up. But God, we want you to help us have a filter in our minds to say, is this going to be helpful? Is this going to be beneficial? If it's not, God, help us just keep our mouth shut. God, and not let things fester for days and weeks. And I know there's probably some people out there this morning, God, they've been, in, they've been distant from other people, some of them their own family, for, for years, for decades because of this issue. God, would you send freedom to those situations this morning, God? 
Would you break through those situations? And God, that this next week, that somebody would approach somebody and say, hey, I'm sorry. God, you would bring healing and restoration. God, we need you in the midst of this to God, help us. God, realize that you have forgiven us and so we should, God, freely forgive people in our lives. God, in the things that we deserve, God, we deserve death, but you are gracious to us. God, that we would, we would understand that in the moment. Holy Spirit, just come and wash us this morning. Do a mighty work in us, God, that we cannot do ourselves. God, I thank you that the scripture says that we can pray those prayers and we know that you hear us and that ultimately that you have the power to do things. So do things. Do things, God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.